Hey y'all, what's up? Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in to yet another episode of the Kicking It with K Marie podcast. You all know that I love to um, bring different things to you because we are a podcast that will help you to live your best life for the culture. Okay, because I always have on guests at times. You know, I'm trying to be um, reaching out to you all just on a solo tip because I know that you guys like that and that makes a girl feels good okay that you rock with me but you know I have to have guests on every now and then and today is no different and we're going to be continuing on our episode of Blurds and you know we had a great episode starting us out with our guest Kylan Jackson the journalist And he gave us some really good insight to his personal experiences. And I hope that you all shared it and liked it because I know that that particular episode, it will help a lot of people. It will help a lot of kids that's dealing with um, being quote unquote different. Okay. And embracing your differences. And those of us in the black community, not to pick on or make light of people who have different interests than yourselves, okay? So, you know what to do. Like, share, subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to us on because we're on all of them, from iHeartRadio to Audible, okay? So, you know what to do. Hit that like, hit that share, hit that subscribe. And also, you know that I have started a Patreon, okay? So, just go to the K Marie. When you go to um, Patreon, just type in the K Marie and it will come up and you know that you will get a lot of benefits. Benefits like you'll watch us live when we're recording our podcast. You'll um, I'll be able to shout you out. Okay. Who, who does not like to hear their name being shout out. I know I do, okay? Because I have people that I listen to that I am a Patreon of as well. And it feels good when they just shout you out, you know? So we do that. And we do a, a host of other things. We have Patreon-only shows. Y'all know what some of those are. You can go ahead and look at that. Um, <laughs> so some of those shows, though, let me tell you about one of them that I'm excited. And I'm not going to start it until I get about 10 Patreons. Um, because it's going to be good. It's going to be good. And I, I have to have at least, at least 10. Um, we're going to have a, a all adult content. I'll just put it like that show. Okay. I have some great guests lined up. So when that show do pop off also game shows, I'm going to produce because y'all know also I'm a filmmaker. So go ahead and check out my trailer to fun and games on YouTube. And you can find all the links to everything that I'm doing on my link tree. So it's link tree slash the K Marie. Okay. Y'all, I'm telling you, you do not want to miss what's going to be popping in the Patreon only content. It's going to be some good stuff. Okay. All right, y'all. So we're going to continue the conversation about blurs. But today we're going to, it's going to be on a lighter, on a little lighter note, because last Two weeks ago, it was kind of on the serious side, but it was needed. So I didn't want to do that back to back. So we're going to have some fun tonight with our two guests. Okay. And our two guests, they are the host of the Two Black, Two Nerdy podcast. It is a pop culture podcast dedicated to all things nerdy. They review and discuss pop culture and entertainment with a dash of social and political commentary. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce you to and bring on to the show. I like to say Chris Square because both of their names are Chris. <laughs> so Chris and Chris. 
Hey, y'all. Hello. How's it going? What's Good. up, everybody? <laughs> Chris and Chris. I know that. So how did you all meet? That's what I want to know. Uh, Chris something nerd. Something nerdy. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Yeah. No, it was the nerdiest thing. So, yeah. So Chris and I were about the pretty much the same age. And the funniest thing is a lot of people think like we went to high school together or something. Mm -hmm. No. We met at a, it was an engineering summer camp um, between junior and senior year of uh, high school. Um, and it was like four kids that were like interested in STEM, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. You got to stay at a university for a, um, I forget, was it a week and a half? I forgot how long it was, it was but it, was it wasn't. About, it was a little over two weeks, I think. A little, or maybe maybe around two weeks that yeah, you stay at a university and you kind of you get to stay in the dorm for a couple weeks and get a taste oh. of that college life. And um, I mean, yeah, I met Chris there and um, we became we were friends on Facebook. And then we both went to we both graduated high school, respectively, mm -hmm. went to different colleges. We both ended up moving back home because we were both in the same state. And then okay. one day I'm on Facebook like, man, I really want to start a podcast. And then Chris leaves a comment like, me too. One, or one of us put a post up there. The other one commented. And we got like Starbucks and we realized that we had a lot of common interests. And we record our first episode at like a public library. Mm -hmm. And the rest was history. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. So before we really get into everything tonight, why don't you give everyone your... Um, how can they find your your podcast? Um, okay, yeah. So we're the Two Black to Nerdy podcast. You can find us on pretty much all podcast platforms: Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, the Google Play Store. Play Store. Uh, I didn't even realize we're on Audible. One of my friends mm. uses Audible. Like, oh, you guys are on there too. I'm like, oh yeah, I guess it does push it out. <laughs> I didn't even know that either. <laughs> really? Yeah, I discovered that a while ago. So yeah, you can find us anywhere. Um, yeah, you can listen to podcasts. Um, I know, Chris, you can go over your, your socials if you want to real quick. Uh, yes, please. Yeah, uh, so you can find me on TikTok, Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, and Hive uh, at Star Wars Lawyer. Uh, I make nerdy content on there. Uh, a, a lot of Star Wars, but what really, I guess, propelled me to gain a bunch of followers randomly and quickly was doing a series, uh, The Founding Fathers Reacting to Modern Day Things. <laughs> mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, so so things like that uh, and, and cosplay and all that fun stuff. Okay, cool. Chris? And... And you can find me, uh, I'm not like, I, I'm outside of the podcast. I'm not like a huge content creator, but um, you can find me on Twitter at ThatGuyCD and Instagram at uh, Chris the Davis. Okay. But what I want to um, start off with, because again, I know there's, there's some people listening and, and or watching. So you're not, you, you guys, if you want to see what's happening here just want to see the podcast you can check us out on our youtube page and on instagram as well again the link tree i'll put everything in the description and i'll put the guys um all of their um, socials in the description of this episode as well but i want to know how was it for you growing up being a black nerd just tell just tell us some of your experiences good and bad and how did you deal with that um, if you had some not so good experiences? Uh, I think at least family wise, it, it was real easy because I come from a family of nerds. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, and I also think there was like a, a good amount of balance uh, between the things that uh, my family members were interested in across the pop culture uh, spectrum, as well as, you know, like other, other things outside it. Yeah. Um, so, so that was fine. And I feel like in most cases, when I was in my friend groups in, in black settings, mm -hmm. I was able to find other blurs or, uh something equivalent whether they consider themselves nerdy or not because you know like especially in our age range from like eight to 14 
you liked Dragon Ball Z at a mm-hmm. minimum. <laughs> so like like everybody did. So um, but then in, in white settings, it became, you know, like, oh, well, you're 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 an Oreo or you're acting white because, you know, mm. nerdiness is mm-hmm. so like many things they uh, believe is uh, a parallel to whiteness. Mm hmm. And that's interesting that you said that because that's one of, that's one of the um, experiences that we're going to be talking about that they brought up on the the article. So that's that's interesting. Okay, Chris. Yeah, and I would just echo a lot of what Chris said. I mean, for me, I would say that one thing was interesting. I felt like when we were like really really young, like elementary school, especially because like I'm an anime guy. A lot mm-hmm. of people were watching anime shows and we didn't really know what that was. Like we were watching Yu-Gi-Oh, mm-hmm. we were watching Pokemon and things of that nature. And then as I moved into like middle school and high school, I was still in anime quite a bit. And I okay. feel like when I grew because I, I went to school in a black community and I feel like when I when I got a little older, that stuff definitely like was not cool. I have friends that were into it, like here and there, but I mean it was not the era where people were coming to school and in anime shirts and things of that nature. It was like you knew like your anime people or you knew your, you know, you knew your gamers, you knew who to talk to, but it was not something that like, especially as I got older, that like everybody did. And then yeah, when I got to college and I was like around like white communities for the first time, mm-hmm. I definitely did get the the Oreo comments and the or Chris isn't really black and, you know, oh, Chris likes all that Asian stuff. He wants to be Asian. So, you know, wow. definitely a, uh, yeah, I, I would definitely say like similar to Chris's, it kind of, it kind of changes a little bit, like as you age and depending on what community you in, you're in, like people kind of react to you differently. Okay. I, I can, okay. I can see that. Yeah. So ladies and gentlemen, I actually met them during my first, and you heard the story two weeks ago, my first con of any kind <laughs> at YomaCon um, in Detroit. And they had a panel that I was interested in hearing about because, as I mentioned the last episode, I have um, some people in my life now that are heavily into the anime and gaming and all of that good stuff. And I was really interested in y'all's panel and I was like, yeah, I have got to get them (laughs) to come on the show because it was right up my alley of what I wanted to discuss when I was planning out um, my show ideas for this season. And that it was just like kismet. I was like, wow. Okay. Yep. I got to get them on. But yeah, that was my first con ever. And I I had a good time. I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I really Con. did. Cons are awesome. a lot of fun. They are tons of fun. I just, I wish, I wanted to dress up, but I just, I couldn't get it done in time. So I'm like, this is my first one. So that I'll just observe and see all the goings on. And I know next time I do want to dress up because I was telling them that I'm, the next one I want to go to, I don't know if you all have been to it, the Dream Con. In Dallas, um, it's oh yeah, I oh, saw I've heard like, of it. yeah, I've heard of it. I've yeah, heard of it. it's predominantly um, black, and it's in Dallas, Texas. And I've saw some footage of the last one, and I'm like, I'm there. I want to go there. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think I I kind of, I think I kind of got the bug. Yeah, it, it'll it'll get you and. Um, I guess I, I lightly cosplayed at like some of the first, like when going to Motor City Comic Con, like a few years ago, but Mm -hmm. it was all like closet stuff. So like, for the most part, I'm just dressing up in normal clothes. I'm just, (laughs) I'm just saying I'm cosplaying a character. Um, but then now actually having, uh, getting into, uh, more screen accurate cosplays of like different characters, like you know, like I have Lando Calrissian from Star Wars, um, Anakin Skywalker. Okay. Um, I have a Vader uh, that hasn't debuted at a con yet, uh, but will sometime next year. Like it, 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 
it was it's a different experience especially mm-hmm. when people want to take pictures but like i recommend like if you you know you want to go to a con you haven't been don't cosplay the first time or yeah. at least yeah. don't cosplay that first day you need to get your yeah. bearings yes <laughs> i i agree but it was just wonderful seeing a lot of people just really free and really being themselves in their element among their tribe you know mm-hmm. i'm a huge huge advocate of finding your tribe yep. you know um mm-hmm. because that will make life so much fun you know when you are around like-minded people so yeah i, had, I really have fun doing that con all right y'all so as i stated we're going to be going over some of these it's an article it says 10 experiences that every black nerd can relate to. And as I mentioned last episode, I kind of don't, I, I consider myself more as more uh, on the, on the geeky side because mm-hmm. I, I like, like I'm a movie buff. It's different things that I like and I'm a fan of. Um, mm-hmm. And, and I, I have some, some weirdness to me. You know, some people have been saying, oh, for things that I like or do, you're weird. That's weird, but I embrace it. I love my weirdness and everything that makes me me. So, mm-hmm. uh, so yeah. So here we are. So the ten experiences that every black nerd can relate to, and we're going to see if that's true. Number one, you guys already touched pretty much on this, but we can go a little bit deeper. It says your white friends have said you're only technically black. So, yeah. like I said, you guys were kind of starting to talk about that. So, you can go ahead with that one. Like, you're black, but you're not black, black. Yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think I think with those comments, like, part of it is because, like, you know, I don't know whatever, how you say it. Like, like white society in general has, like, a very narrow view of, like, what blackness is. You know, yes. of what, how black, how, especially, I mean, we're, we're men, so we'll speak for men, but like how black men are supposed to dress, how black men are supposed to talk, how we're supposed to look, you know, yes. they get images be from, from media, from entertainment, you know, things of that nature. And they think that, okay, well, those, that's how black people are supposed to look and act. So if you're not, if you don't fit in whatever box, then you're, then, you know, you're not really black. So I think that, I think, you know, honestly, a lot of those attitudes just come from like very, very, you know, just very like harmful, negative stereotypes. And I mean, mm-hmm. we, we could be here all day talking about where every stereotype comes from. But really, it's just I think there are just a lot of stereotypes relating to blackness, just like built into people's brains that they don't even realize are there when they say things like that. So, yeah, so I guess so it, um, in kindergarten through third grade i was in the south and i went to uh predominantly white uh christian southern baptist schools but it was more diverse than you know like schools that i've been to up here that are predominantly white Mm -hmm. um but also like around that time when it came to things we were all into we were all into them, like regardless of color, you know, like Pokemon, yeah. and, you know, like Bionicle was a big one and, and Legos and things like that. Like everybody was into it. So it, was, it wasn't a, a thing of, of distinction. Mm-hmm. And then I came, I moved and um, I went to a predominantly black school for a few years, Christian black school. And then I went to a um, secular, predominantly white private school. And for in uh, like seventh grade and for most of those white kids, I was around among the first because there are like six of us at that time, six black people that they had met mm-hmm. because several of them had come up through that middle school's elementary school. And at least of my knowledge that I still have, there wasn't a black kid in that elementary school. The first black kid came in sixth grade. And the middle schools were split between boys and girls. So everything that they had in their mind about black people was either based off of that one kid or what they saw on TV. 
And, you know, so they had all the stereotypes in their mind. Like, we were supposed mm-hmm. to be hood. We're not supposed to speak with proper English. Proper English, yes. We're, yes. you know, like we're supposed to be the fastest, the best at basketball. And like, I'm, right. no, I'm like, I'm no slouch at basketball, but they expected me to be a god, you know, like. <laughs> either that's another sore spot i was never good at sports so like if you're Uh you're black and not good at sports white people like what are you here for what do you mean (laughs) yeah so like it it, it was just that that whole thing and i one story that i will always remember this is in high school this is junior Mm -hmm. year um and one of the seniors uh like we're on a we're on a bus coming back from a game and one of the seniors is like calls me over and he's just like so how do i say i don't know what kind of language to use on your podcast uh be be you go ahead say what you okay all right so (laughs) he he pretty much was just like okay so white girl's pussy has pink lips right so does a is a black girl's like brown or i'm just wow And that was mind, a legit question from him, right? I can imagine. <laughs> mind you, we were up there talking about like something completely just not like this. And I just get called back to so it's just the one the audacity to the question. But I was like, why did you think of that? Also, yeah. you have a phone with the internet, like <laughs> right? Let's Google it. Yeah, this is Google. <laughs> Yeah, it's just one of those situations that that happened in various innocuous ways, but also just like y'all are weird. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I I I have a I kind of relate to that as well. Um, when I was five, I was born in Detroit. <clears throat> Excuse me, but when I was five, we moved to San Diego. So in my elementary school, it was only five blacks, me, my brother, a friend, my best friend at the time, her cousin and my other classmate. And it was it was something Um, I didn't get too many of. an Oreo or something like that. But mine was pretty much when I came back to Detroit to live, because I went, I was going, I went into the sixth grade. Mm -hmm. So again, Cali girl, right? So I have the vernacular of a Cali girl. Mm -hmm. So when I came to Detroit and I went to a private um, middle school, it was K through eight, but I started, you know, sixth grade. And people, they were like, they said I was talking white. And I'm like, I'm just talking standard English. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's really standard English. But, you know, I, I got that from my people, <laughs> you know. So, yeah, right. I, I can relate on on that tip. Okay, so the I don't like the second one. So I'm going to skip that one. I just don't like that question. So the third one is... Or it says, um, no one in your family seems to get your interest. And I know that, um, Chris, you spoke, you said it pretty much your whole family. Oh, yeah. Everybody. Er- everybody. Yeah. Else. So that probably, you're probably good on that front. So, Chris, yeah. see, um, what about what about you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So with them, I mean... My, I, I mean, my, my family, I mean, my parents were both like, they were nerdy in like the academic sense. Like mm-hmm. my mom's a college professor. So like, they were always like big into school, big into studying and stuff like that. But as far as like entertainment, like mm-hmm. the, they, they, they would, they would take me to go see like superhero movies and stuff like that. But I feel like it was more because they thought that's what a kid would want to see, not because okay. they enjoyed it, you know? So they weren't as okay. into like, into like Star Wars and Star Trek and a lot of like, your like legacy nerdy franchises, you know? So I think with me, I was a gamer and I got into anime and I feel like, mm-hmm. especially my mom, she just, 
she she it took her a while to really get it. Like I'll be playing a video game for hours and I would get mad if I lost <laughs> against a boss. And my mom's like, This thing makes me angry. Why do you keep playing it? I'm like, because I gotta win. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so like certain things she didn't get. And then like um, I mean, with the anime stuff specifically, I like a lot of those shows have like they usually like for the, the they have like opening and ending songs, usually sung by like a Japanese artist, right? So mm-hmm. like a lot of those, a lot of those, a lot of the music is good. Like a lot of those beats go hard. So like I'll be playing stuff in my room, and my mom will be like, "What are you listening to? Like, what is this? That doesn't sound like English, you know." So I think that with them, like, I mean, with, with my parents specifically, they were never like, "You can't watch that or you can't enjoy that," mm-hmm. but like they they didn't really get it or get why I was into it until like. I got a little bit older, you know, they were able to see some things online. They're like, oh, okay, I see why somebody would like this. So, yeah, it, it definitely has okay. been a journey for sure. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's that's pretty, I think it's, it's pretty, it, do you think that's rare for Chris's situation? Um, how everyone in the family seems to have pretty much the same interests? Do you that's all find that to be rare? That's what it seems like to me, and not mm-hmm. even just in in in, in black families, right. but like you know, I talk to a bunch of my friends, like you know, like being on Star Wars TikTok, and a lot of them would be like, you know, at most they might have one parent that you know like like Star Wars and took them to yeah. go see it, and they you know enjoyed it. But it seems like most you know a lot of them, it's just like, oh no, my friends were into it, or you know, mm. you know something of that variety. So you know, like I. I I didn't have a choice in in not being nerdy, like nerdy mother, <laughs> nerdy father, nerdy older brother. You got brothers. lucky, yeah. Yeah. You were born into it. You're a legacy, huh? N- nerdy cousins, nerdy aunt and uncle. <laughs> well, I can't really say as much for my aunt. Nerdy uncle, for sure. Like, everybody. <laughs> okay. I know that was probably a comfort growing up. Because when, you know, when it's your family... It, it hits a little different from, you know, strangers or, or kids. So that, that was dope. Pretty dope. Yeah, it, it was it was interesting because, you know, how like sometimes parents try to turn, you know, lessons from TV shows into lectures or something. Yes, like that. Yes. Yeah. So I come from a family of ministers, so it, it would oh. pop up in sermons. <laughs> Like you can sit it through a two and a half hour movie, but you can't do sit in church for right. two and a half hours. Like, no, <laughs> totally different types of entertainment, right? Yeah, literally, like movie time and church time is on two different planes. Like, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> especially growing up as a kid, like, yeah. come on, <laughs> be there all day. It, it depends on which denomination. Wrap it but, up. I gotta watch the Lions lose at one. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, and that's been going on for years. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that's that's funny. Um, okay, here's one. Uh, being one of few black kids or black people in our case at cosplay events. Um, so Chris is a cosplayer, so he might be able to speak to this a little bit more. But I mean, what Chris? You don't cosplay? I you know I, I I've done some light cosplays like I've had like like I wore like if you've seen Squid Game I got the Squid Game tracksuit and I was wearing that at Yomacon on the different day I did the panel, um, so I've done some different things here and there, um, but specific to cosplay yeah Chris can speak on that I can speak okay. on like conventions in general though so okay <laughs> um hmm. I, I'm I'm trying to think I I I've uh seen a, a number of black cosplayers i, um, I have too even at, at yomacon right and, and granted that that's in in detroit but yeah. <laughs> you know it's i i try to think of it with like so i mean i'm in two cosplay groups specifically like for characters like i'm in a lando one and of course that has several black people because lando's a black mm-hmm. there's not also not just black people in there there are other per, uh persons of color and then there okay. are some other POCs. You know, a, a, okay a few white lando cosplayers um and you know that don't blackface which is just so okay i'm about to say that yeah no they just they just have a, a mustache whether it's okay. fake or real and they you know slick back their hair 
and then I'm in a Vader one. And as far as I know for the Vader one, I am the only black one. But I can't say that for 100% certainty mm -hmm. because I have not seen all of them without their uh, mat, like that without Mask the cosplay off. on. Yeah. Okay. So, like, I know a few of them. Um, like, the ones that I've seen without the mask off, like, they're all, they're all white. Okay. A Lando group, huh? Mm -hmm. Billy D. Huh? I like Star Wars. I like, I like, I, I was surprised that. I know someone personally who have not seen that one Star Wars movie. I was me uh, until a few years ago. So really, yeah. Like I, said, I didn't. <laughs> the thing is, like I didn't grow up with it because my parents weren't into it, and I didn't see the movies until like I got on the train, like when the Force Awakens was coming out, and I was like, "All right, okay. everybody's in the Star Wars now. Might as well catch up." And that's when I saw them all. So, okay. Yeah, and I I find a lot of people have that experience. Like if you know, like their parents or their friends weren't into it, like they didn't go see the prequels because you know they were kids, so they couldn't go to the movies by themselves. Um, and if they weren't into that, they probably weren't going to watch uh, the Clone Wars when it came out when we were teenagers. So then, when the Force Awakens comes out, and it's like Star Wars is back in theaters for the first time in well seven mm -hmm. years but really a decade you know then a lot of people got into it with the force awakens yeah see i'm i saw the original three in the actual show so yeah i was i was a kid back then and i don't even know how i guess i i asked my mom to take us because the reason why i'm a movie buff now is because my mother took my brother and I to the show every opening weekend just about. Mm -hmm. So I've, I've been watching movies, going to the movie theater since I was little. Like I saw the first movie I remember seeing is, is Popeye with Robin Williams in the show. Mm -hmm. I was, had to be under five, <clears throat> but yeah, I've seen all of the, all the three original um, Star Wars um, in, in the show. Yeah. At the show. Wonderful, wonderful series. <laughs> mm -hmm. <clears throat> okay, so um, this one is interesting. You've had to co-switch for different friend groups. Can you say that's true of your experiences? Hundred percent, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yes, and it, it's it's so tiring and like for. I mean, I, I still do it. <laughs> I mm -hmm. still do it. You know, like at work and stuff. You know, I, I, I know how to, you know, I know I know how to talk to different groups of people. So, but it's a shame that we even have to do that. In my opinion, uh, I don't know if you've uh, seen Ebony Warrior Studios on uh, TikTok. He. Mm -hmm. He just uh, he he was where I saw it, but it was like these six or seven phrases uh, that are uh, like w how he put it, white American vernacular English. So wave, and he was, oh, it, it was just like <laughs> uh, uh, let's skedaddle. Um, uh, what, were, what were some of the other ones? Jeez, um, like, no, 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 no. It's like. Uh, hold on, hold on. I, I I gotta find it because like, <laughs> his whole point was like, why y'all trying to steal us our stuff? Like this stuff slaps. <laughs> I like uh, I like malarkey. <laughs> like malarkey. <laughs> Every song, oh, that's a load of malarkey. I think uh, I think the president says that. That's one of my that's one of my favorites. I, I'll say that to my sister. I'm like, that's malarkey. You know. Um. Yeah, I mean, while Chris is looking at me and just speaking of cold switching mm -hmm. in general, like. Yeah, I mean, at home versus at work is different. And I think, too, even if you get, like, if you get into, like, nerd communities as well, and Chris could probably agree with this as well, like, there are certain, like, especially if you're online a lot, there are certain terms that people use online that if someone's, like, not on the internet a ton or, like, not a part of, like, Twitter or something mm -hmm. like that, like, they don't, they don't get it. <laughs> even mm -hmm. if you are, even if we're both Black, like, if someone isn't online and I am, I'll say things and they won't. They won't pick up one. I'm like, oh, I guess that's an online thing. So the um, <laughs> right, not yeah. a black thing. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah. I just 
Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think, you know, I mean, cold switch is obviously something that, you know, that, it, you know, in order to fit in a certain space, there's a lot of black folks, you know, feel like we have to do, you know, sometimes, you know, I think, I feel like the laws are loosening a little bit. I have, yeah. there was one time, uh, Chris is still looking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is. <laughs> there was one time we, I slipped up at a, at a job, not my current job, if anyone's listening, an older one where like um, someone went on a maternity, uh, a manager met, went on maternity leave like three weeks early. So she didn't have a, she was supposed to like, you know, have a meeting to like set up her stuff and tell us how to yeah. do stuff before she left. But she, you know, went to early labor. And I remember sitting in a meeting with uh, like a couple of my coworkers. It wasn't a manager or anything like that. We're trying to figure out, okay, well, so-and-so's gone. What do we do? And I remember in that meeting, I was like, y'all, I don't know what we finna do. And I didn't even think like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, I don't know what we finna do, y'all. You oh, hit so them so with the finna. She didn't send up, she didn't send the documents. <laughs> no one knows how to log in, you know. So it was uh yeah, it was, it was pretty funny. Oh my god! <laughs> All right, I found it. Okay, uh, it was that's rich coming from you. Okay, mm. no more, Mister Nice Guy. Mm. Let me be frank. Mm-hmm. Now listen here, pal. Oh. Or, or you can interchange that with buddy. Mm-hmm. Buddy, Th- there's yeah. a newsflash, buddy. Oh, uh, you, how you like them apples? Oh my god, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hilarious. Oh my gosh, that is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a shame we have to even <clears throat> code switch like that. But you know, we do. I think a lot of us too. We it's like we have well, I can speak, I can't speak for everybody, black, of course, but I think like a a, a lot of us feel like we have to um prove ourselves like look i i am educated mm-hmm. i know how to talk you know so you just like to overdo it just a little <laughs> just a little bit you know like i'm I'm not don't don't put me in no box type thing so yeah it's, it's a shame we have to to code switch all right so the the sixth one is and we kind of touched on this I think a little bit accused of acting white by other people of color. Yeah. 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 Most definitely. <laughs> I do remember one of the uh, black kids at the, when I was at the predominantly white school in middle school uh, mm-hmm. said that. And I'm like, what we we're into the same things. What you talking about? Uh-uh. He called you out. Why he called you out? I, I don't know. I guess because he he was from Detroit, he thought you know he he had a little over me, and I'm like, okay, yeah, mm-hmm. but I'm from Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, I've definitely when I've gotten that kind of stuff from other black people, it's usually mm-hmm. been like not not doing something well. That's like a common thing, like uh, like. I mentioned before, wasn't good at sports, right? Mm-hmm. Another thing, not a good dancer. That's also a you know tough thing when the the school dances. Because I, I went to black school growing up, so like the school dances, mm-hmm. you know, if you weren't, if if I if I wasn't if I wasn't there, usually I would get some 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 stuff for that. I'm trying to think too, um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So certain certain things like that, or um, I wasn't. Another thing about me is that like I wasn't as big in the like like hip hop and rap and stuff like that when I was younger, when that was like very popular. I am more so now, but back then I was one of those people like, Oh, I don't listen to rap that much. So like, I feel but like, you know what, much- to your defense, kind of you all are much younger than me. It was kind of trash anyway. <laughs> so you're not, you know, you weren't missing anything. Cause, and I know, you know, when people get older, they say this phrase, but this is for real. But back in my day, um, no, like '90s rap, that was like hip hop. That was that was the thing. But so, from me, you get a pass on that. So I couldn't <laughs> listen to it. Oh yeah, that's right. 
not, not until like I got my own uh, iPod, but like, you know, like I, I grew so, you know, with my mom, it was like gospel music or what song mm-hmm. radio Disney. And with my dad, it was like Motown. So like okay. I got that edu- I got that education. Yeah, the Motown. Okay. Uh, yeah. Like my dad wore the crap out of the back at one CD by Brian McKnight. Like, <laughs> that was a tight <laughs> CD. Oh, CD backwards and forwards. But um <laughs> yeah, so when it came to dancing, you know, being one of at least in, in seventh grade and eighth grade, five or six black kids or black guys. And because the middle go- middle schools were split, they were only together for um, co-ed sports teams, so like track and um, band or choir. Okay. And so none of the black girls were in band. They were in strings, which they separated. So like they were doing like violin or cello or something okay. like that. But we never interacted with them as like band and strings, which is really weird to me as a musical program, but whatever. Um, So our really only opportunities to see them were at these dances. And so like at least with the guys, since we all knew each other, like we would go over to someone's house beforehand. We would be like practicing the different dances because we were going to make sure if we were going to do something. We were going we going to look good dancing to the point where like <laughs> my family didn't know I could dance so we were like oh, really? playing some dance game for the Wii and like I know this isn't like a great like indicator of like dancing ability but when I was whooping all of them including like I was on par with my sister-in-law who was like uh, like in dance and like a dance instructor they're all like mm-hmm. <laughs> they're taking it back <laughs> My mom was saying yeah. to this day, she was shocked. She's like, I didn't know he could dance. You and I'm just like, that. <laughs> yeah, well, they're hiding your um, dance talents from your family, put, huh? Put some respect on my name. I mean, but like, <laughs> where were the opportunities to really do that? Because, like, unless there were weddings, which really started to happen a couple years after that, like, okay. not really like, you know, I'm not going to be at the front of the uh, of of the uh, sanctuary, you know, like dancing in church, you know, like that, that's yeah. not me. That's not my style. So, you know, yeah. like, I'm just like, you know, if I'm going to catch the Holy Ghost, I'm going to catch the Holy Ghost at my seat. Right. <laughs> I feel you on that. Okay. Yeah. That, yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, We're not going to finish up the, the, the rest of them because we kind of talked about it already pretty much. But I do want to uh, just touch on a few misconceptions about black nerds. I think one misconception that I, I read in one particular article, it says that um, a lot of one of the misconceptions is, I guess, how attire, a dress. Because, you know, and I, I stated this on my last episode, when people think of nerd, no matter what color, you know, we, we, we're thinking about, you know, you get that stereotypical image of like that Steve Urkel type mm-hmm. or you know somebody mm-hmm. with you, you you know this this is that whole makeup there but one of the misconceptions that I read on online is that cause one particular um black nerd he said he said I love designer I, I love designer he said so the, I guess that's like a misconception um with the um attire so what are some of the misconceptions that you all can um just let us know about being a, a black a black nerd um i guess i can go i mean i will say that one misconception this is something i kind of touched on in the panel is that like just because like you are a nerd you like certain things doesn't mean that that has to be a barrier for from like you you know enjoying other parts of life so like one mm-hmm. thing about me is that i love the gym i work out all the time i'm kind of a gym bro right so a lot of people think that like at least when i at least when i was younger I, since I wasn't good at sports, I just assumed like, oh, well, I'm a nerd. I guess, you know, I'm just not good at exercise and physical activity. But as Mm -hmm. I, when I was in college, I started to go to the gym more and developed like a love for it. And I mean, now I go to the gym, there are plenty of dudes in anime shirts walking around the gym, you know, exercising all the time. So it's almost like its own, like, like being like the nerd gym bros, like its own, like, you know, (laughs) subculture within like the nerd culture. So mm-hmm. I will say that one, I guess as far as the misconception, I would say is that, you know, just because 
someone's into, you know, certain, certain nerdy things. That's not, you know, just everything about them. You know, there's nerds that are in the theater. There's nerds that are in the film. There's nerd, you know, there's like, you know, there's people in the gym like me. So it kind of, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's one part of you. It doesn't have to define like everything about you, your entire life. That makes sense. I agree. Yes. I, w- I went to the gym on Halloween and someone was legit dressed up as Monkey D. Luffy. From One Piece? <laughs> yeah. They had even painted the X on on, on, on their chest. And I was like, I'm not Don't mad at it, but out, also like, why are you... Cosplay. Yeah, you're going to like sweat the outfit out. That's the only thing I would... Right. Well, well, I mean, they they were in, you know, like the red vest and they had like the hat like on, on, on their back. But the me, to me, the biggest thing is all like, why are you wearing jeans at the gym? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll, yeah. Mm-mm. Like it's rolled yeah. up, so they're like shorts. But I'm like, no, Mm-mm. no, that's not the that's <laughs> not the place. <Yeah. laughs> that's not. <laughs> but uh, do you have um, a misconception, Chris? Uh <clears throat> I guess I guess the the biggest misconception that I still see people have is that nerdy women don't exist. And yeah. like, you know, or women won't like you if, if you're nerdy, like that that's not true, you know. At all. Like, <laughs> you know, I the funniest example I've seen when people talking about it is, you know, like, you know, pe- you know, girls didn't like you because you were nerdy. Girls didn't like you because you were Naruto running through the hallways and like, you know, yelling out uh uh jutsus, like you know, like uh, that's fine, but you know it, it's just the simple, simple situation of you know, g- girls, women like this too. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, it's it's not gender specific, and I there's no. just tons of gatekeepers out there, you know. But like, look at the cosplay community. Like, of course, they're going to be those that are like, oh, they're just trying to do that so they can look good. It's just like, okay, and, but also <laughs> like. There are so many women that I know that will school anybody on any type of ranging from anime to Star Wars to Marvel to DC that will read you under the table with any character because that's, that's what awesome. they love. Mm-hmm. And like you said, it's not gender specific. And I will, I'm, I'll probably, I'm going to reach out to some um, nerdy women as well to with this series yep let's, i'm gonna do that i'm gonna reach out and talk to the to the women's perspective on that on nerddom thank uh, well you know what guys i really enjoyed this conversation like i said it was more on the lighter side because i've gotten deep deep you know on the last episode i just wanted this to be a little mm-hmm. bit on the lighter side and you guys definitely made that happen and i really appreciate you coming on no you did you did (laughs) thank you for having us yeah i really appreciate it oh thank you thank you thank you for um accepting the invitation i really appreciate it and um if you guys just want to leave one uh final word like say it might be a, a a teenage person or a young person that's watching who um need to hear something um, regarding them, because I said this in the last episode as well, but I, I just want to just leave the episode with with some um, encouragement uh, for those who might be struggling. Yeah, uh, be you unapologetically. Being black is everything under the sun. So try everything that you want to. You'll never know what you're going to find that you love, and just enjoy yourself i like that and i would just add on to that uh find community you know there's always going to be people who are into the same stuff you are i mean whether it's board game groups or you know some folks are theater kids some folk you know some Mm -hmm. you know you know there are tons of different communities online you know the non-toxic ones at least like you know, look for clubs in school, things of that nature. You know, like we kind of said before, try to find your tribe and your people mm-hmm. because that'll help you like, you know, that, that, that'll that help you, you know, not feel like a weirdo for being in the, in, in the thing that you are, where you kind of have your people that, you know, that like support you, you know, and accept you for who you are. That makes sense. 
Yes. And like I said last episode too, if you're, you know, you are into different things from what your family's into or what your other friends and peers are into, that's, that's okay. Be yourself and embrace who you are. Embrace everything about you because there's only one you and the world is better with you in it. I really believe that. And again, you all, you can find Too, Too Black, Too Nerdy um, podcast on every streaming platform. You guys want to check them out. Um, I know you all review movies and TV shows and things of that nature too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we just had our uh, Black Panther 2 review go up last month. So definitely uh, check that out. And then our presentation at Yomacon that you you listened to, we recorded mm-hmm. that and we had the audio on our on the podcast as well if anybody wants to listen to the talk we gave there and you all trust me go and yes listen to that talk it was it was very it was very good it was informative and it was like a airing out of things mm-hmm. <laughs> when uh some of a, a group of people the audience, yeah it was a group therapy yeah. session <laughs> <laughs> yeah so check them out you all and again the description um, it's going to be filled with um, their links and their socials, as well as um, our links here in the uh, podcast and to the Patreon. And again, like, share, and subscribe. It, that's free, y'all. It, it does not take much effort to do that. It doesn't cost to do that. When you have um, creatives making content, one of the biggest things you can do for us is to share 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 okay all right thank you so much guys don't click out just yet and uh, for everybody else i will see you um i'm gonna try to get the woman's perspective on this um if i can find someone in time and i think i have a few people in mind i'm gonna go ahead and and do that we're gonna finish the series out strong but in the meantime you all have a great day and uh, we'll see you next time bye Take care. <laughs> oh, let's go. Let's go. It's time to turn up the radio. Turn up the radio. Just so you just so you know. It kicking it okay. That's all I'm gonna say. You're here now.